The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. All right, stop around the SEC. Hour 2 was brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Use the promo code SWAINEVENT. This is for new customers only. 100% deposit match up to $800. So your first deposit up to $800 match. You can do that using the promo code SWAINEVENT. Download the app, the Action247 app, where you can manage and place bets right there from your phone. It's time for around the SEC being a lot went on over the weekend uh let's knock it out yes let's start with basketball where auburn as we mentioned earlier squeaked out a 74 to 72 win over georgia in athens tennessee beat south carolina 81 to 57 tennessee probably the most impressive team on saturday but also have to take in level of competition into consideration but nice road win for the balls and Tennessee has not always looked good on the road this year. That's, that's the best that they've looked in a true road environment this year. Best all season. Yep. Uh, Florida, with Colin Castleton back in the mix, came back and beat Ole Miss 62 to 57 in overtime. Colin Castleton had 17 points. So Florida picks up a win over Ole Miss. Missouri. Beat Texas A&M 70-66 on the road. That was surprising. All right, all right, Conzo, we see you. And then Vanderbilt on the night that it retired Shane Foster's number 32 jersey. Defeated LSU by nine. I've been saying double digits all, all morning, but that was because Vanderbilt led by double digits for most of that game. They were up 43-25. to at halftime, 18-point lead at halftime over LSU. Yeah. They go on to win 75-66. to Kentucky took care of business against Alabama, 66-55. to Undisciplined, Alabama. <laughs> Can't make any shots. It's an inside joke there. Uh, yes. I mean, they were. Uh, J.D. Davidson was atrocious. Yes. Yeah, and makes sense when you go back and watch his high school highlight film and all you see is dunks. You can get, rid, get away with that in in high school, not necessarily college. And there's also been this viral tweet going around mm-hmm. about a Alabama fan <laughs> who was uh, rocking. It was an Alabama jersey, right? Yeah, he had a yep. Kentucky hat on. A backwards UK flat bill and then an Alabama jersey on. And then later in the game, he had a Kentucky jersey on. Man, get him out of here. I sent it to my group text. Who that man? With my Bama buddies. And my my buddy hit me back and said, sounds about right. We used to have, we used to always have a handful of students show up wearing Kentucky stuff whenever they were in Tuscaloosa. Weird, <laughs> weird. I don't know how people can do it. Because um, people just are not good people. That, that, that's, or bad that's fans, how about that? Not good people. <laughs> your, your fandom says a lot about you as a person. Uh, and then Arkansas beat Mississippi State 63-55. to And following the action on Saturday, Swain mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, Arkansas and Tennessee still tied for third and fourth. Both teams 7-3 and three in conference play. Kentucky 8-2 and two in second. Auburn 10-0 and oh in conference play now. And then after Arkansas and Tennessee, Mississippi State is fifth at five and four. Florida is back to five hundred in the league at five and five. They are sixth. And then South Carolina, Alabama, Vanderbilt, LSU, and A and M all four and six. Six teams are four and six: Missouri three and six, Ole Miss three and seven, Georgia one and nine. Let's see who Arkansas plays this week. Arkansas plays. Florida tomorrow night in Gainesville, and then they play Kentucky on Saturday. So Tennessee should be able to gain a game. 
this week on Arkansas, assuming that it takes care of business against Mississippi State and that Kentucky beats Arkansas on the road on Saturday. So something to keep up with there. In regards to SEC football, we discussed the Brian Harson situation, and that, that has been interesting to see play out the last couple of days because you had to deny strong rumors on Friday morning. Then Brian Harson has been fighting for his job all weekend. You, you've had some players come out and voice their displeasure for Brian Harson. Smoke Monday, a safety on the team last year, said that he treated them like dogs. You also had Chandler Wooten, who was a captain, say that players are being soft. And Brian Harson uh, was, was there to say no more babysitting and said that it's bull. You know what? That Harson doesn't care about players. So you had Chandler Wooten, the captain, standing up for him. You had another defensive tackle stand up for him and say that he was given chemo to get rid of the cancers on the team. You had the Auburn president, Jay Gog, come out and say, there's been a lot of rumors and speculation about our football program. I just want to separate fact from fiction. You had Brian Harson tell Chris Lowe that folks need to let the coaches coach. It is just an absolute disaster down on the plains, and they, they have had several transfers as well. So something to keep paying attention to over the next couple of days. Elsewhere in the SEC, LSU picked up another transfer, transfer number 13, South Carolina freshman linebacker Colby Fields is headed to LSU. He is a Louisiana native. Georgia hired Chidera Uzo Deribe to be its outside linebackers coach. What a name. Chidera Uzo Deribe. That is one heck of a name there. And then LSU pulled off something pretty interesting on Friday. They tweeted it out at 3 p.m. It said, a historic first customizable Nike jerseys for every LSU football player who hops opts into the program are coming in 2022. So this upcoming season, you'll be able to go if you were an LSU fan. They're, they're partnering with Fanatics, and you can go on and buy any jersey you want from that LSU football team. And it, it, it is the real deal, licensed by the team, player's last name on it. I mean, it, it's like going on the Titans shop and ordering a Derrick Henry jersey. Mm-hmm. It, this, is, this is huge. Hopefully Tennessee can can do something like this. It's also a good thing for my parents that this did not exist in, in Tennessee, for Tennessee. Was that? When I was a kid. Was that? Oh, I would have had all the jerseys. I would have I would have had an Eric Berry jersey. Eric Berry. I loved Kevin Burnett. I would have had a Burnett jersey. I because I thought it was cool that he rocked number two. Mm-hmm. I probably would have had Rico McCoy because I loved the number five mm-hmm. and, and the visors that those two were rocking. I would have had a Jason Swain jersey. There you go. I, I loved Meacham, too. I probably would have asked for a Meacham jersey. I would have asked. And then, obviously, as a kid, I, I loved all the quarterbacks. I, I would have wanted – I actually did, well, in my mind, I had an Ainge jersey because they had the number 10 jerseys in, in the shop at the time because Ainge was the quarterback. But Schaefer, Clawson, I, I would have wanted all the quarterback jerseys. Tyler Bray at one point. I'm sure other teams will follow suit yes, and they, allow they for their fans to be able to – you know, get some of those jerseys, too. This would be a massive, massive income. And I imagine the school is getting a check because, I mean, their their logos are on it. So, I mean, this would be a huge source you know of school, income. You know school will get their cut. Correct, correct, correct. So, I mean, a huge source of income from, from player, for players and the school. I mean, imagine having this on, like, the 2016 Tennessee football team. I, I know that that team was very, very disappointing. But can you imagine the amount of Dobbs jerseys? That, that would have been sold in, in Camara jerseys and Barnett jerseys and Cam Sutton. I mean, how many of us would have had one of each? Like, I know me in college and, and it being popular to wear jerseys in college, I would have I would have tried to have, like, the trifecta, all of them. Give me the Barnett. Give me the, the Cam Sutton. Give me the Jalen Reeves, baby. Give me the Alvin. Give me the – You would have went broke. I mean, I, I 1,000%. I would have. I, w- I definitely would have. Or how about – the, the the best Grant and Admiral team. I mean, how could you not want the jersey of every single player in that rotation? Lamonte, Grant, Admiral, Kyle, Bowden, Bulky, 
I mean, that, whew, that those jerseys would have been popular. And uh, th- this is big time. Or, heck, for the baseball team last year, Evan Russell jerseys, Drew Gilbert. So, well, th- this will be really, really cool. I'm, I'm sure – I'm gonna Tennessee have my Drew would, Gilbert. I'm gonna have my Drew Gilbert jersey on this year. Oh, you really will have one this year. Hopefully, they send you one that fits you. That's right. That's right. I heard a little birdie reached out to you and, and wanted to send you one. Oh, man. I'm a pretty big deal, I guess. <laughs> Last thing I got for you is that the Alabama Board of Trustees approved the proposed plan to build a new basketball arena there in Tuscaloosa. Crimson Tide Director of Athletics, Greg Byrne, introduced the plan for a new arena on Thursday. Financially, what is being referred to as the University of Alabama Athletic Competition Arena, the proposed venue would cost $183 million, plus $27 million for a new golf facility. Alabama would have $62 million in Crimson Standard fundraising cash to put down. The new arena is projected to seat 10,136 people and is designed to bring fans closer to the action on the court. Features would also include student seating around the majority of the lower bowl. So like Auburn. Yes. It actually looks like the Ole Miss's arena. If you if you look at the pavilion and the draw-ups of this Alabama one, uh, it, it, looks, it looks very, very similar to that. So it looks like Alabama's getting a new arena but they are getting it not looks like they are getting a new arena yep how about dropping 27 million bucks on golf that, that's what having a successful football program does for you pretty much pretty much what else you got i mean i've got two other interesting things if you want it yeah 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 i got some stuff here too so oh yeah we, we're loaded i i this there's this ex excerpt from uh bruce feldman writing about coach o that i found really interesting and it kind of went viral on friday that ed orgeron alfred joe burrow's brother until dan burrow put together a microsoft word document to give joe on why he should go to lsu coach joe called him and said hey dan what's joe going to do well coach it's his decision hey dan f that lsu or cincinnati listen dan i want you to reach down there and check your package if you got two you need to give him a call and tell him lsu is the best place for him are you going to let him go to Cincinnati instead of LSU, Dan? Well, it's going to be up to Joe. Danny, if you love your brother and want what's best for him, and I know you do, you got to call him and be firm with him. Yes, sir. I know you love your brother, and you know that the best decision is for him to go to LSU. You got to be strong and forceful in how you say it. Coach Joe telling Joe Burrow's brother to, to reach down and check his package, and if you have two – Call your brother and tell him to come to LSU is <laughs> hilarious. That either works to perfection or you fail horribly. Yes, and uh, that's such worked. a Coach O story. But it's but it's firm, like it's firm and it's 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 golly man, <laughs> isn't that hilarious? That's that's great. That is great. And then the last thing, for real, last thing. Uh, I just I meant to give you this earlier, but the numbers on on Brian Harson buyout. Oh, so it's incredible. Remember we talked about the the, the combination of mm-hmm. his buyout with uh, Gus Malzahn's and yep. it would be like $40 million. I was just kind of guesstimating. Yep. It's Pete Thamble. $70 million. When you, when, for just Gus and Harson, just yeah. those two individuals, it's $40 million. And then when you factor in the staff buyouts from each staff, Auburn would be up to $70 million. And – Brian Harson's buyout is 18.3, and 9.15 of it is due within 30 days. And then the other half in quarterly payments over the next year will be incredible. I mean, damage is already done, whether he comes back or not, just like the damage I think is done in Michigan, uh, which is which is why Josh Gaddis left Michigan and went to Miami. I mean, it is he's had enough. He had, he had enough. Harbaugh went and interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings, tried to give them their pitch of why he should get an offer, and now he's going to come back. Well, Josh Gaddis was like, man, this is not stable enough for me. And uh, he left to take the Miami job. Now, there were some reports from Miami that 
he Miami was eyeing Tennessee's offense coordinator Alex Golish. Um, so I guess folks don't have to worry about that anymore. I wasn't necessarily concerned after uh, I made a couple calls. Uh, the Golish wanted to be here, did not want to move around and was comfortable where he is right now. I think he's someone that will be a head coach in the future, but right now, just, hey, it's not in his cars to leave. So so uh, it is in Ace's cars. He hears something <laughs> outside, so that's why he's barking. Um, so I have to put him outside during the break. Um, but Lance Thompson is going to Maryland. Lance, Lance Thompson, Thompson. Yeah, former SEC assistant, was at Tennessee, Bama, Auburn, South Carolina, and LSU. He is going to follow – uh, Mike Loxley up there in Maryland. So, 865-255-03. That is around the SEC. Two former assistants on the move. Uh, Lance Thompson to Maryland. And then Josh Gaddis going down to Miami. Gaddis is the former Vanderbilt wide receiver coach. Former Alabama wide receiver coach. And um, just wrapped up a dang good year as offense coordinator for Michigan. So, uh, I'm a Gaddis fan. I like Gaddis. Uh, he did a good job there when he was at Vanderbilt. Um Developing those guys. So, he is on the move. Miami got a good one and got us. Swain Event, be right back. Hour three of the Swain Event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com.
25th Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. <laughs> I got a text message uh, from someone that said I had a werewolf in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Ace is not a puppy anymore. He is not a puppy. So, he big old boy. So, he's not cute anymore? He's He's handsome. <laughs> He's handsome, but yeah, man, he, he, he is handsome. He's 75 plus pounds now and tries to tackle me every morning when I walk in. Oh, yeah. He ain't jumping on you anymore. He he starts to and then like remembers that oh, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wants gets so to. excited and, and wants to and then remembers, oh, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's, t- let's see, 10 months. No, no. Ele- wait, 11 months. 11 months. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be a year old in March. March. What month did y'all go pick no, him up? No, he's ten months. No, he's ten months. He'll be eleven months on the twenty sixth. Gotcha. Yeah, we went, we picked him up. Um, like April, May, May the seventh is when we picked him up. But he was what six weeks old at that point. He was six weeks old, and so now he's seventy five plus pounds, and he barks. Everyone knows he's already a year. Yeah, everyone knows it. But my judge is gonna be four this year, Michael. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got some. People working out in the in the front. Um, Your minions. There's people people working out in the front. I, I won't be too specific there, but some people work out in the front, and so that's who that's who Ace hears, and he does not like it. Yeah, he's here to um, protect this house, man. That's that's what he's here for. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Check out the text box. Is what we love to do, especially in the third third hour. Um, do we love to do it? Depends on the. Day. ATL VFS has a thought you can only add seven transfers. Uh, you can add seven transfers to replace what you have lost. Yeah, I think you're referring to LSU. You know, if, if LSU's numbers are low and because of you know, departures to the NFL or graduation, then, you know, you can go out and, and add. But you can replace up to seven players that left for the portal. So there's no limit in players you can bring. It's just that you can replace the ones that left with seven. So, but if if you have the numbers to fit that 85 number when the season starts, then you're good. You're good. Looks like that's what LSU is going to do. Now, if they get JT Daniels, I ain't gonna like that. LSU, yeah. That, is that the rumor? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like it just, it's just, it's just, it just kind of feels like when you look at the SEC, those are the two best destinations for him, A and M and LSU. I think he got a little taste of the SEC, and if he wants to stay in this conference, I think those are the two best destinations for him, and that would not be good for Tennessee if he went to LSU. Nope, because Tennessee would have to play him. Yeah, yeah, I, I said it a couple weeks ago. Uh, each week that passes, I, I get less and less confident in that LSU game. I was feeling good about the LSU game a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, still feel good about it. But it, uh, do I? I mean, they, they've had some, they've had some, some, some transfers, but not some. They they had a lot of players elect to come back. They had they added many players to the transfer. Some some good ones too. And still, I still feel good. They won't have the theoretically. They won't have the dysfunction. I don't feel good about that game. I don't personally. Yeah, I understand feeling less optimistic about it now than three or four months ago. I I get that. I get that. What what if uh, they add JT Daniels? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna feel terrible about the game. <laughs> I'm gonna feel terrible. I'll tell you. I am excited. I like. I'm excited though. Like for Tennessee to go to Baton Rouge, like that. I know it's a cliche I hope it's for a day game. Uh, it, it won't. Uh, if if the people who make those decisions are smart, it will be a night game because <sighs> the the rating on that game, even not even knowing whether it'll be competitive or not, will, will be tremendous. The, the ratings will be. But day game, please. I, I know it's cliche, like for coaches and and players to say, "This is why you come to the SEC to play in games." Like like this, but like, uh, truly, like 
that that is SEC football at, at its best when Tennessee and LSU are, are playing, and we don't always get to play LSU, so I'm excited for, for that road game. Vol fan says, will a Tennessee player win an SEC weekly award today? Those are uh, released a little bit later on on Mondays. Possibly Zakai as freshman of the week. I know Josiah Jordan-James should be um, highlighted. His 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 two games last week, they were they were award worthy. As far as freshmen, I mean Zakai was balling too. I can't think of another freshman off the top of my head that um, in the in the in the conference that had a better two game stretch last week. Yeah, I mean just without doing a, a deep dive into what other freshmen in in the league did, I mean hard to imagine that Zakai is not a front front runner to win SEC freshman of the week this week. It'll be announced around noon. Again, not not too familiar with what all the other freshmen did in the league this week, but have to think that Zakai was the, the best of them all or, or one of the best at minimum. And he, and he would be a new person. Yes. Getting he, he needs to win one before the season is over. Yeah, like you, you can give it to Jabari Smith every week. You wanted to, I mean, because he's yeah. that good. But yes. like, someone new, Zakai Ziegler would be a would be a perfect selection, because in the last two games, he has averaged sixteen points. He had fourteen against Texas A and M, and he had eighteen points against South Carolina. So he's averaged sixteen points. He has shot the ball great from the three point line. Um, six four eleven the last two games, and I mean Kennedy even de- deserves SEC Freshman of the Week. Like if Kennedy won it today, I mean he would be deserving as as well. I think Zakai is more deserving, but a double double again. I've said it a million times today. A double double, and it being because you got double digit assists in college is so so impressive. And the most impressive part was that he had one turnover against a good defense. Kennedy is just as deserving of, of it. He really is. I think Tennessee should have a player recognized. Let's do co. Let's. This is the one time I'm in favor of co SEC freshman of the week and, and let Zakai and Kennedy share it. I don't want them to share it. I want one of them to get it. Then, I'd rather them than share it than neither of them win it at all. Well, yeah, but I'd rather one of them win. Did Kennedy win it early in the year though? I feel like he did. One. I want. Early. I want. I want Zakai to win it. I want I, him to win it. I, he deserved it for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's played. I mean, he had his he had his MJ flu game. He did, he did, he did. He sure did, man. Had the stomach bug. Was throwing up, still playing. Are we sure it's a stomach bug? Or maybe food <laughs> poisoning. You never know, man. Nasty South Carolina food. Yeah, just wait till Saturday's Vanderbilt game has to be canceled because of COVID. Oh god. <laughs> I joke. I joke. I joke. Oh man. 865-255-03. Vol Birmingham says the Kai Ziegler's jerseys would be sold out already if uh, they were available like LSU's jerseys will be available in, in the near future. No, I agree right there. Vandy cost me a $500 parlay from Uncle Sam. Oh, goodness. That's brutal. Did Vandy cost you that, or was that was that LSU that cost you yeah, that? Yeah, that, that's a good point. I think LSU costs you <laughs> that yeah, parlay. Man. ATL VFL says Auburn is very beatable on the road. I agree. I agree. They have not looked good on on the road of late. Missouri was an ugly game for them. Georgia, an ugly game for them. They they did not look good until the final 10 minutes or so in Tuscaloosa. I I have this weird feeling that Tennessee's gonna beat Auburn. And it's not I, I it's not bubble guts or anything like that. Like I sure. and I I was feeling this early last What's, week. Too. What did you eat yesterday? You ate some Skyline chili? Barbecue. In Alabama? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's bubble guts. <laughs> well, I had this feeling like last week, too. I just didn't, didn't say it. I have this weird feeling that Tennessee's going to beat Auburn. May, maybe it's my orange-colored sunglasses talking. But I, I just had this feeling. But I also had a feeling that I was going to have a girl and it was a boy. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Are you in the text box, man? Are you over there on your phone using the text box? Because downtown Vol says, am I crazy for thinking we beat Auburn? When we play them, because I feel crazy typing it. 
But they I, really I struggle not. on the road, and we really play well at home. I don't know. I just want to know if I'm crazy. I, I, uh, not crazy, Ben. I, I, I am not downtown Vol. On, on like. the text box. Downtown Vol just has a, a great opinion. I'm not talking myself until the Auburn, Auburn win just yet. <laughs> I need to see what we do this week. I need to see what happens with Olivier yes. and how how he bounces back from the injury. What we need to do is we need Urosh to go full heel, full Omar Payne, and just yap, throw an elbow right in, in Walker Kessler's eye to where he's just out that game. We, we don't condone that, Ben. What? We, we don't? We don't condone those type of actions. We can just get Walker, we, Walker Kessler out of the game. But we condone Jawan Jennings stepping on the Vanderbilt's player's face on the sideline. Uh, no, he didn't step on his face. He, he, <laughs> missed, can, he missed steps. Cer- certain players get passes around here. And Jawan gets a pass. <laughs> he gets a pass. <laughs> he, he gets a pass. And we'll see if uh, Alvin Kamara gets a pass here uh, once we figure out some more details. J- Jawan was, was just having a real good time on the sideline. Last game in Neyland. And just... Uh, I don't think Uros has earned a pass. Uros has not earned a pass to do that. He got he got he got to bring in for, for more than just one game. He needs some a little bit more. All right. Uh, speaking of Tennessee basketball, uh, you wrote a a piece on Tennessee basketball recruit, a guard from Texas, Ben. He is a. He just got a he just got a uh, offer. He is a guard, six three six four, can. Can put the ball in the hoop, mm-hmm. uh, but he brings a little bit more to the that court than just scoring. And uh, who is that player that Tennessee is eyeing in recruiting in basketball? Cordelius. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his his name. Would you would would you say that's Cordelius? Mm-hmm. Cordelius. He goes by KJ. It, it seems though. So KJ Cordelis. Jefferson or Cordelis. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go Cordelis. I'm gonna go with KJ. Ah, that's probably easier. <laughs> uh, he he did pick up an offer from Tennessee last month, and, and as you mentioned, he is from from Texas. He's from Arlington, Texas, and uh, he's he's seen his recruitment skyrocket of late over the last couple of months. Uh, around Christmas, he picked up uh, some significant offers from Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, he's taking visits to A&M, TCU, uh, and, and then Tennessee kind of swooped in and, and offered in, in January as, well, he's originally from Mississippi, so that's how he kind of got those Mississippi offers. But in addition to the Mississippi offers, he picked up offers from Houston, A&M, Texas Tech, and UNLV within a couple of days. Tennessee also offered, and, and he's been talking to Rod Clark a lot, Tennessee assistant coach, and, and he's a big fan. Uh, Rod Clark told me that that that's his guy, and uh, that he talks to, to Coach Clark a ton, and um, has has FaceTimed with with Coach Barnes twice. And this was two weeks or so ago when I I wrote this or when I spoke with him. Uh, so who, I'm sure he's talked to Rick again over FaceTime since then. He's also he he said the chaplain. I imagine he's referring to Chris Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tennessee's pushing. There and he'll be in town this weekend for an official visit. Official visits are different in basketball, though. You're allowed to take five official visits as a junior in basketball, and then and then you still get your official visits as a senior as well. So uh, he's taking one to Tennessee. He has not been on one yet. He is going to go to Houston at some point. And uh, I really like his game. I, I came in the morning after I spoke with him, and I, this was recent after uh, the Kentucky debacle and we had that big conversation about the quotes on leadership and Rick mentioning Urosh and Jamai after the Kentucky game and Josiah you know kind of saying that everybody is a leader on the team and and no one voice matters more than the other and we had that whole conversation and, and then I called him and spoke to him and he was like hey I am a leader and the coaches want me to come in and 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 be a leader and and you you watch his little highlight tapes that he tweets out and and he's got some swagger to him the the swagger that that we were clamoring for after that Kentucky loss we, we've seen it more lately uh, Urosh what he did against Vanderbilt and LSU bringing the energies Akai 
tickling the nose of Tyree Appleby and, and also not backing down from from anybody. And Josiah's had a little attitude to him lately as well. I, I kind of asked him about the the block he had against Texas A&M and letting that player know about it, and he kind of laughed and said that he's just focused on bringing the intensity. So uh, we, we've seen more of it lately, but I really wanted the kid when coming off the Kentucky loss and we had not seen that same – you know, mentality that, that we were looking for. And you can see it in his highlight videos. He knocks a shot in somebody's face and, and lets them know about it. He, he comes out of nowhere and gets a, a block and, and lets them know about it and does a little shimmying and, and shaking and, and all like in a good way, not like too excessive or, or over the top, but seems to be a real athletic guard. And he'll be here this weekend. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens as Tennessee continues to evaluate him as his recruitment continues to surge. But uh, just kind of my initial impression of him, I, I was really, really impressed, and, and somebody I wanted to sign up to play for the Vols right now. Well, somebody did sign up to play for the Vols. Um, wasn't him, not not yet. Hopefully, he is one. But you know, Cameron Douglas on the football field signed up to play for the Vols and turned down some scholarship offers to walk on uh, at Tennessee and be a preferred walk on. He's from Haywood, Haywood High School there in Brownsville. Uh, Tennessee has some offers from uh, other schools, Vanderbilt, Memphis, and some other FBS uh, offers uh, out there. And he is a defensive lineman, man, 6'2", 300 pounds. Took an unofficial visit to Tennessee a couple days ago and did not want to miss out on an opportunity to play in the state and play in the SEC. So, you're seeing you know, Blair over there at West, uh, who was once a Michigan State commit. Mm-hmm. Shannon Blair. Mm-hmm. Uh, got injured during the senior year. Michigan State kind of pulled the okie doke on him and took away his offer. Uh, that's why you had a lot of people from this area upset with Michigan State. Doubt they'll be able to come back and recruit here for a while. Doubt they care either because it's, 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 it's Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, they have other places to go recruit, but they certainly burned burn the bridge uh, in Knoxville. But the quality of walk-ons and preferred walk-ons um, are are different. Yeah, uh, I, I think the conversation is is has been somewhat exaggerated and overhyped. Uh, a lot of t- Tennessee fans are 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 super excited about the additions uh, of the walk-ons of late, and not saying that there there shouldn't be. Excitement because I, I think Tennessee has a, a real plan, a legit plan for the, the walk-ons, and that's something to, to be excited about. But I, I do think it's it's been a bit exaggerated, and like there's this expectation that they're going to come in and just automatically produce. And I, I think that maybe we should pump the brakes in terms of expectations and what they are going to bring to the table that Tennessee's doing great work in the walk-on world and I do think it, it's it's 1000% going to make special teams better and in a day and age where where transfers are happening left and right I, I think it is great depth to have but I, I would be very surprised if if these guys came in and were like impact starters for this team yeah I mean you you are improving your team and National Signing Day, historically, is about improving the top half of your team, mm-hmm. the top 30 of your team, because you're looking at those signees from Signing Day who are part of that 25 signing class. You're looking at those guys as being day one contributors, day two contributors, um, day one, excuse me, year one, year two, year three contributors. And so a lot of attention goes to, to those players. But what Tennessee has done is upgrade the, the bottom half of the roster. And that is important when you are doing scout team, when you are doing special teams. If you're able to give one of your starters a blow and take him off a unit without the, 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 the performance dropping off too much, I think that's significant. I think it's important. But I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like the Tennessee – just brought in the uh, top five class or anything. But it's just worth mentioning that for sure. 
you got players that have offers to play college football somewhere else, and they've decided to come to Tennessee. Yes. And that's better than the walk-ons that we've had in the past that maybe didn't have any offers to play at other schools, but decided to come here and walk on. So it's, it's about getting better. And Tennessee did get better with the roster. It's just not the top half, top third of the roster um, like like normal. 865-255-03. The one that I really like is is the Shannon Blair edition. I, he, he had legit D1 offers. Now, to pour a little bit of cold water on it, Tennessee was kind of weary about his speed. And then the young man, unfortunately, tears his ACL. So you're already questioning his speed, and then he tears an ACL, which is why Michigan State was like, thanks, but no thanks. So we'll, we'll see how he bounces back from from that. But he is somebody that Tennessee evaluated throughout the process. And, and he, he is for sure not your typical walk-on type of kid, 1,000%. Like, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how that – situation pans out even uh jackson hannah the the young man from the nashville area who was at nebraska i mean he 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 played at nebraska i mean not every down at at backer but he can he can provide depth at that position and tennessee desperately needs depth at that position and i mean he played special teams for three years and special teams is a truly a third of the game that that we forget about because we don't talk about because it's it's not sexy yeah the packers got beat that they, I was, teams, yep. yep, I was gonna. That's the point that I was about to make next. Is you had teams lose their their seasons come to an end because of, of special teams. So I, I, it, it's it's really good, and, and to me, it's just a further proof that like Tennessee is headed in the right direction. Like the, these preferred walk-ons aren't going to be the difference in Tennessee beating Florida or Georgia or or Alabama, but it, it's just a, another department of the football program in which Tennessee's coaching staff and support staff are handling well. That's kind of the way that I look at it. It's just another area of the program that that they are doing good things in and and handling it well. Let's get to the phones here. 865-255-03. C-Mac says, what kind of former UT wide receiver Asked for LSU to be a day game. Uh, one that played in a night game <laughs> at LSU and knows the difference between a night game and a day game and understands that LSU is a hard place to play when it's night. One that wants Tennessee to, to go into a situation that benefits Tennessee the most. That's what. That's why I see, Mac. Why would I want Tennessee to go into the most – Hostile environment. Why do I want? Why do I want to go? Want them to go into a situation where it's harder to win? That's why I see Mac. See Mac must be sleepy. Wake up, man. Let's get to Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, individuals. Good Hope morning. You had a great weekend. Yeah, man. You too. It was. It was good. It was chill. It was. It was. It was. Uh, I was going to ask you about the uh, uh, next year's team. Compared to this year's team, because I, I really and truly, I know the schedule's supposed to be better next year. But I think uh, it'll be hard for us to to beat what we did and what was almost did this year. And I put it a, a lot in the way of uh, uh, Butch's first year that he should have actually had a better record than he ended up having because he let some things get away from him. And I don't count our coaches or coaching staff of of the letting it get away. I'm I'm thinking that we got some stuff taken from us because of uh, improper calls at the wrong time. But uh, we very easily could have won the game, Ole Miss, and and I feel like that we had a real shot at that. And I really feel like we had the very same thing at the uh, pit game uh, in particular. And uh, those are two games that could have been a W just as easy as an L. And that would have been a nine-win nine season very easily. And uh, I don't – I think, I think it would be hard for us to reach that. 
this year from what I've seen so far. Because um, we lost some some key players and uh, and some maturity. So I don't know. We'll see. But as far as uh, as the uh, the nickname, uh, I'm not much at, at nicknames. You guys name me, I ain't much at ethnic names. But I remember having such a hard time thinking uh, as making fun of Peyton. They call him Goat, and I, I got upset about that. You remember that? And uh, they call him the Sheriff. Well, uh, I, I was wondering about the Shepherd. Uh, I like the shepherd. Uh, I was I was wondering about that because uh, that's biblical, uh, and uh, and also, uh, you know, shepherd he watched over the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I like shepherd. <laughs> I thought you'd like guy. See, see you, turkey man. Yeah, the thirteen season Bush Jones first year, man. They had two two games where they could have won, but they lost the uh, overtime game against Georgia. Lost 31 34-31. Remember the pig Howard uh, fumble there at the goal line where he tried to extend, and then you had the Vanderbilt game, fourteen to ten loss. Um, so those two two games could have been different. And then Heifel's first season, you know, Ole Miss, Pittsburgh, he had some controversial uh, calls late in that game. Um, Tennessee's schedule does get easier though, Turkey Man. Uh, it gets easier. You know, you don't play a pit team that. Conference champions and a number one overall pick, excuse me, number one quarterback possibly off the board with a ton of super seniors. And then Ole Miss had their best season in program history. <laughs> so, uh, but you do pick up LSU. We'll see what happens there. Then you play Pitt again. And um, it's okay not to know right now. It's February the 7th. And this time last year, we didn't think Tennessee would even – be in a position to go to a ball game. We didn't think Tennessee would be in a position to to do what it did during the season. That's that's okay. It's February. It's February. We don't have to know. We know that, especially this year, that once the spring semester is over, Tennessee is going to be able to address some numbers with the roster, and they'll do that. So this team. Can, can can possibly look totally different from a roster standpoint now versus the end of spring, the end of mini session, which is May, maybe the end of first session, which is June. It can look totally different. We should have learned that lesson last year. Let's go back to the phones. We got Volstorm. Volstorm, what's up, man? Where you been? Boys, what's going on? What is up? Guys, I got just a couple of uh, couple quick things. First of all, how many months will it take for the crane to get here to take Alba Kamara back off of the Jumbotron? He's innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> We're keeping him on look, there, man. We're keeping him on look, there. I, I know that, and you know that. But, I mean, hell, we got ball fans out here that are celebrating the fact he got in trouble because they don't like all the attention he gets. Huh? Yes. They don't like attention that he gets. Yes, because everybody hypes up Camara. Have you been on Facebook? No. No, I've been on Twitter. I haven't seen this. Oh, I I have. So sure. so 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 <laughs> the most visible, successful former yes. football player in NFL. Yes. People have a problem with him getting attention. Yes. You know how it is. They, you know, they, they always want to hype you up and then watch you fail. You know something about that. People, people are really stupid, aren't they? Yes. Wow. Try not to, use, try not to use that word, man, but goodness gracious. I don't know another word for it. Well, speaking of stupid, um, guys, before I go, um, congratulations to Ben on having a baby boy. Maybe now he'll have a friend that will actually play with him. See you, bud! <laughs> Judge plays with me. Oh, man. So, he'll be ready to go, man. They'll have all the, the, the baseball pointers, all the access to Tennessee baseball. <laughs> he'll be ready to go, man. He'll be the next Bryce Harper. 
I'm gonna go with Mike Trout. That's because you're trying to name him Trout. No, that's that's my joking. It's not name. happening. No. I'm trying to think of a good baseball name. I thought Trout would be a good baseball name. I wouldn't name my kid Trout though. Yeah, I don't know what Boston I'm talking about. I need I need to know proof. Yeah, I need I need to see proof that like, this is actually happening. One person or two people tired of Camaros getting positive attention. I'm sorry, man. We we those people don't count. There's always going to be one or two that are Idiots. stupid like that. Yeah. We, we, we need to see like a full thread of people look green. And even even if it's 20 people, there's still a small... 20 out of a million. Dumb minority. You want... Like when Peyton was in the league and he was doing this thing, nobody complained about Peyton getting attention. Nobody complained about, you know, Juwan Jennings getting attention. No one complained about any volunteer getting positive attention in NFL. What? 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 I mean, that makes no sense. I don't believe you, Boston. I need, I need proof. I need proof. Alex says, a lot of examples of preferred walk-ons ending up being uh, big contributors at a, a lot of programs, but not just at Tennessee. Don't discount them. No, not discounting them, but you need to just. I'm saying the expectations need to be different. Yeah, like you, you're you're naming like a few players, like Alex named, you know, Brandon Bullsworth and Baker Mayfield and Rashad Johnson and and Hunter Renfro and JJ Watt, Santana Moss and Stetson Bennett. Like you're naming a few over decades, over a decade, spread out like, different schools. Well, we're talking about a group of, you know, 10, 15 preferred walk-ons to Tennessee that's coming in. You don't know who is it going to be. Like, no one knew that these guys were going to step up and be the players that they were. So, when you have a class of four and five-star players that are ranked in the top five, there's a there's a reason to be excited about that class. There's not a reason to be, like, super fired up in the same way about this preferred walk-on class other than saying, hey, man, like they they are upgrading the bottom half of the roster. And, we, and somebody could possibly come out of that group right. and be a Rashad Johnson or a Hunter Renfro or a Santana Moss. You just you just don't know. You don't, so you let's don't wait until that happens. That often. And we have, this, we have this same conversation every single year about preferred walk-ons. Because every year around signing day, Tennessee gets three, four, five of them, and, and everybody – Loves to talk about them. And they never do anything. Yeah. Well, like, if you take a whole group of preferred walk-ons out of 100 and say, okay, there's there's some of them that's going to ball out all over the country. But if you're taking, like, 15 from Tennessee, what's the likelihood that more than one or two are going to step up and and, and, and be a player that be, be worthy of a scholarship coming out of high school or should have been given a scholarship out of high school. You just never know. So I hope they all ball out. That'd be a really cool story. Me too, man. I hope we get the best preferred walk-on class in college football history. I and hope it helped Tennessee win. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not going to get hyped up about it just yet. Just recognize that they're better than previous walk-on classes. And let's see what they do. Mm-hmm. We'll know here in a couple months. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain, Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Have a great day. Peace and love. We are out. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue.